I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope. Last night at 12.30 in the morning, I ate a can of mushrooms. <laughs> I did. Pieces and stems, if you're wondering. As opposed to buttons, it was pieces and stems, which will be my next year's fantasy football team name. Pieces and stems. Pieces and stems. <laughs> and the Bulldog. I should be ashamed to admit this publicly, but whatever. How long have we been doing this? I'm a junkie. I can't be trusted. Not WGR Sports Radio 550. Not quite the same thing, but one of my more recent conversations with Bulldog, he... Uh, I don't know. He might have had a good reason. Probably he didn't, but he brought back up just to tweak me, I think, uh, that I once in a draft picked Junior Mints in our candy draft many years ago. I, I have a general idea when that one was. Most of those drafts like were all at the same time uh, in my brain, but that one is a little bit easier because my niece was in it. And she was like in middle school at the time, and now she's like in college. So I can kind of place that. Doesn't matter. Junior Mints, he's got a problem. You know, whatever. It's food. It's taste. He has terrible taste in a lot of, you know, in a lot in a lot of foods in this area, I think. And so he's like second class candy. And I did go and name because I am the type to have fantasy drafts running all the time. Uh, I did go ahead and name a team second class candy as a tribute. I think I'm going to do that this year. Just Whatever the phrase of the moment is, which could get very confusing, uh, that, that's the plan. And since Bulldog is not here this week, I feel like we should spend the whole week on this. Just how you name your fantasy teams. Okay, maybe not. It's going to be, thank you for listening. This is Mike Shope, glad to be back. Bulldog is away. It's going to be, I think, a very interesting week. There's a lot that could or should happen this week. We'll get to the Sabres very soon. Um, the Combine is this week. The NFL Combine is this week. Zach scared me for a minute. This More and more often when I take a break from work, I don't want to really call this a vacation that I just did. I, I feel like when you take a vacation, they ask you if you feel refreshed. And I do not. I, I drove with my son. My son and I drove to Northern Virginia to watch the Premier Lacrosse League Championship Series, it's called. We went to nine games, including the day's of our driving, Wednesday on the front end, and then yesterday we were at lacrosse games, and then you know the, we were going to games the same day as our as our travel. So there was nothing really refreshing or relaxing about it. I loved it, and I want to talk about this tournament a little bit today at some point. I know you didn't tune in for that, though, so I don't want to do it right yet. But often when I take a break from work, it's kind of like taking a break from sports. I guess not lacrosse in this case, but like I'm really not paying close attention. Today I was like, did Patrick Kane get traded or didn't he? I heard both. So sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm going to miss something. But when he said in the update 
that Sal's State of the Bills series has started, and as usual, it starts with the quarterbacks. I'm like, oh no, did I did I miss a trade? Did I miss some sort of news on this? Turns out, I don't think I did. It's just kind of that. That's how Sal starts it, and it's pretty cut and dried. You know, not to steal Thal's, Sal's thunder. That wouldn't be Thal's thunder, would it? Stealing Sal's thunder. It's uh, it's Allen and it's Barkley. And the Keenum is a UFA. I think that's a little bit interesting, actually, what they do there. Sal made a point in the article. I read it in this panic. Who did the Bills get that I didn't hear about? Because that wouldn't be necessarily in, in your face when you're in Virginia. Like they might not, you might not hear about it. Not that it's, you know, the Middle East or something either. But I might have missed something. He's talking about maybe the Bills get getting someone younger. And, you know, that's interesting to me. Maybe they're at that point where, you know, like New England started to do with Brady as he got well into his career. Just have somebody else. I don't know. I think it's probably not a huge deal. But we'll talk to Sal later about that uh, as well. This, (laughs) I'm not feeling refreshed. Not that you care. But one part, I'm partly to blame for that because I can, maybe you can relate I feel like I'm just intellectually inept in this in this well not this is not the only area but in this one area for sure. Like I I love to drive and take long drives. I I just love to listen to different shows or podcasts and just kind of like it's a very relaxing sort of the opposite for my wife and for many people. I find driving long distances to be relaxing and I I don't mind it at all. I like it. But I I cannot ever seem to resist the option that your phone gives you to go a different way that's seven minutes shorter over seven hours and i know not to drive through the forest i know i know not to go 219 no offense to anybody that's running a diner in bradford pa or places that you know need the traffic, the through traffic on the 219 down, especially when you get like down past Ellicottville. But, ugh, what is my problem? I We go down, go. it's like a very interesting, to say to D.C., a lot of you have done it. It's a very interesting route because you do have a few options that are all the same or about the same, like within maybe a half an hour of each other. You can go straight down 219. You can go to Batavia and get off and wind your way through that way, through York, and then eventually to 390, I guess, right? And then over and down a little, you know, sort of like like a staircase route. You can go all the way to like Syracuse, I guess, 81, and then go down. That's a little longer. Anyway, there's and then as you go through Pennsylvania, there's all these other options that you have. And I don't know, like, I, I don't want to just settle for blaming the phone, but... Whether it's shorter or not, it never feels shorter. I'm not a feels guy, so I have to like measure it. Whatever it measures at is what's right. But oh, look, it's so much more stressful. It got you know late last night. It gets dark and these these turns and everything. I'm getting older too. Like no place to stop really in in a lot of that drive. Like why do I? I just knew it at the moment I clicked over. I'm on. I never know if it's 70 or 80, but I'm one of these cutting across, like either in Maryland or just into Pennsylvania. And it says, all right, well, we found a route. The the woman's voice is so peppy. Like, we found a route that's nine minutes faster. 
And I just can never resist. What am I going to do with those nine minutes? Like, why? Just go spend the nine minutes and drive the route you know that's more well lit. I mean, it's so dark in some of those sections too. It's just better in so many different ways. My son, he's like got a cramp in his leg. I'm winding through the mountains. Like, I can't pull over here. Figures this would happen right at the moment that we're in this section. And that, that section's like an hour or longer. So I have to learn I have to learn how to do that. Um, all right. Well, I just wanted to, I guess I felt some need to cram that in. The Combine this week, let, let, let's do a little bit of that. I, with Bulldog all the time, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, this is not clickbait or anything like, mostly, uh, anything like that. You can't deny that there is some, it's like built into me now. I'm, it's how I'm wired now. It's 20 years plus of this. You know, you do want to think about, is your audience going to be interested? So, you know, don't blame me for that. I, I might be wrong, but don't please don't blame me for that. The, the combine, so combine, then the draft. And for those people, fans and, you know, certain just content creators who are just super into it, Fans who are just consuming, they want to know everybody's 40 time and all this. It's a it's a fun week. You know, some guys are going to sit it out, and that's you know one thing to discuss. But it's a fun week. Like if you are thinking wide receiver for the Bills, you know, this is an interesting week to see what the top guys run, or first of all, if they run, and try to figure out what kind of as we go into the more the the meat of the draft season, if you will what it's going to take to get one of these players, or maybe better put, what can the Bills expect to have as an option or as their options when it comes to be their turn in the first round, 27? The Bills have traded up plenty, and they may do that again, but you know, if you just sort of look at it, what does it mean? Where, where, where are we going to land here in a week on Jackson Smith and Jigba? of Ohio State, Jordan Addison of USC, Quentin Johnston, TCU, Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee, Josh Downs, North Carolina, Zay Flowers, BC. Yes, Zach confirms. And maybe even one or two other guys. I mean, there are lots of different candidates here. So that's it's a good week for that. And Sal and I will talk a lot this week about you know some of these guys and what might be the best fit for the Bills. I mean, speed is the number one thing. Um, in my opinion. And if it's a slot receiver, that's fine, too. I don't think the Bills have to move on at all from Gabriel Davis. I don't think they have to be thinking that way at all going into 2023. I think he's a starter uh, on the team. He, you might have wanted more from him in you know the previous season. You got what you got. But I don't think the Bills have a problem or anything with Davis. What they need, in my opinion, is someone else to be on the field in 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three receivers. I want to be in that grouping most of the time. And the Bills really failed last year at slot receiver. They really failed. Like The the one excuse you can make for them that's fair, I think, is Jamison Crowder getting injured. And that, you know, you, you can't blame the Bills for that. But Crowder was not somebody, if... If if I if I may, like he's not somebody that was so outstanding in the first place that you know could would he could he have made a difference? Yes, uh, a major difference. I don't know. I just do not want to settle for 
you know, everything's fine. They just didn't get Jamison Crowder on the field. That just seems like a stretch. They, before Crowder got hurt, leaned into Isaiah McKenzie. It seemed everybody said it. Like, the, it was like the number one story of training camp, I think, last year was that Isaiah McKenzie was going to be the man for that position with Beasley gone. That did not happen. And that's not because Jamison Crowder, I mean, if he didn't even stay healthy. It's because McKenzie was really not built for that. And so what did they do with their offense? It wasn't a team a year ago that really needed a lot. They they played some cards on the offensive line, and that you know didn't go great. Went okay, maybe, with what they did there. Um, and a little bit in the draft, too, with, with Spencer Brown. But in terms of the offense, the big get was James Cook. That was the big, the biggest get. It wasn't massive. It's late second round. And he's a part-time running back. But that was like the best. That was the most they did. Unless you want Crowder. But I think I would put Cook first for like what the, the Bills move or moves on offense last year was that. And, I mean, that's a running back who's not going to start. Now, a a slot receiver, I think, and I've said it a hundred times, so this is not revisionist history, doesn't mean I have to be right, but just more impact to the offense, more of the kind of plays that win you games down the field, you know, complementing with Diggs and with Davis, and even with Knox, somebody who can expand your offense in a way that a running back is almost literally incapable of doing. Any running back. Any running back. I mean, this is studies show. Five out of five dentists. Like, we know this. This is not, people will debate it. They shouldn't. It's over. (laughs) We know this about the value of different positions in the league. And the Bills have been late. And they could have won it, but they didn't. So you can talk like this. I mean, they've been late to... This one more guy. They need somebody now. It's not going to be enough to go back to Cole Beasley again. Or even, I think, McKenzie. I think McKenzie could be a cut. I mean, with the money he makes, the Bills have to make some changes here. To me, like McKenzie, they, you know, return-wise, you can do a lot of different things for less. And they didn't rely on him really anyway in that role. So this is a key situation. Will it be the first round? You know, I Guess just generally, I hope so, but it depends on what happens in the draft. Last year's a year where I wanted a wide receiver too. Excuse me, a wide receiver also in the first round of the draft, but I don't or never did blame the Bills for not picking one because six guys went in front of them. And this will be you're gonna if you listen to the show all the time, the station all the time, you're gonna hear who knows how many, several at least draft guests on the station. In the next two months, like the draft is might even be exactly two months from today. And so wide receiver and what you should expect in round one will be a question almost maybe in every literally every conversation we have. Like, what will this look like? How will this all take shape? How many guys belong in the first round? And then you have to also consider everybody's needs. And so that's a that's a big one. This year, the whole thing is a is bigger this year for the Bills in the draft. Like it's more important. Last year's draft, you needed a corner. We can talk about wide receiver, or I guess running back, or offensive line. These different things, but you had a pretty much a ready made team. 
And this year it's going to be it's going to be different. Almost almost definitely. It's not definite yet. If if Poyer and Edmonds and you know some of your free agents want to play for less money, like a less desire on a less desirable contract, you know most of them, then we could have the same team. But we're not going to have the same team. So there'll be more to do. A guest might have been the last day I was here Tuesday with Brett Coleman, talking about like a lot of a lot of our discussions have been wide receiver. Offensive line, wide receiver, and he's like, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have holes on defense. It's how they got beat. Really, offense is also how they got beat in the playoffs. I mean, they scored 10 points that day, and that's always been more of my focus and my sort of thinking for the Bills. But it won't be the only option, and the draft might not fall right. So you've got that. You've got receiver. The the most I mean, I don't know. I'm not really saying this. Like, I was going to say the most interesting position in the draft. I don't think that's exactly right. But especially compared with other years, even most other years, tight end is really good. Tight end is really good. And I. it feels like the Bills are just not in that game because of the Knox contract. Knox was signed last summer. That's all done. Like, he's locked in here. And, okay, I didn't want that. Nothing against the guy. He's... Good athlete, you know, but I was never for that. In fact, the reason why I was always saying I don't expect them to do that, sign Knox, is I realized thinking about this earlier, just because I wanted to give them credit. So it sort of like suited how I felt about it. Like, oh, they won't, they should know better than to extend Knox. Like, they really don't use him like somebody that should get that extension. And, you know, I'm speaking, obviously, in generalities here about his money. Like, I'm not getting into the details, at least right now, where he ranks in the league at his position and, and all of this. It's not like it was an insane contract. The Browns and Njoku, like when the Browns signed David Njoku last offseason, he got big money, and everybody was kind of floored by that. They had another guy there, Harrison Bryant. They might have had, who was it, Hooper? They might have had someone else around men too and like really that that's what's happening here well if you do that you better feed him in joku in cleveland's case and that that did okay like he he ended up with a year that sort of wouldn't make you mad about the contract you know it was it was for the most part commensurate with what the investment was in the player i don't know like knox's production with the bills has been touchdowns Nothing against touchdowns. Touchdowns are good. You don't need an extra running back if if your tight end is there for your touchdowns or Josh Allen running or all the other – Davis so good in the red zone, you know, overall in his career. It just I, – I don't want to conflate this. I never was really on board with the Knox contract idea. I think it was, I would say, maybe 70-30 considered a popular move. Uh, not everybody loved it, but – I think maybe most people liked the idea. And so, fine, you know, he's not old or anything. Like, you probably have the same guy that you've had there. And we'll see if the Bills end up, we won't know until the season, make him what they have never done yet in terms of targets and route participation a more important part of their team. Like, that has not happened yet. There's some reason why. That has not happened. They did not have, they were not in a great place last year at wide receiver, and this didn't happen. He came on a little bit. There were moments, but you, you hope, I hope you hear me here. Like it has to be above that. And so I think we're just kind of there when it comes to 
to this situation. He's there. We know what he is, and that's probably not going to be too different next year. It just does sound like a year where there are a few very nice players. Michael Mayer of Notre Dame, Dalton Kincaid, is at Utah. They're talking about him now yep, Utah. Ha- having a back injury, and there's a few others. It would be it would be a cool year if if nothing else. It'd be a cool year to have your team be like kind of in the market to have that be a, a more of a conversation. And I can't imagine that it, there are going to be tight ends picked in, in round one. How, how many do you have going in round one? I think Remember? I have three going in round one. Yeah, like that's high. You had the Hawkinson Fant year. Like and I don't, Kyle Pitts, and that's kind of Kyle and, and Pitts. Was, he was his own year, but top five. Though. That's I mean, about that it. was a special case, right? Yeah, he Pitts. was more of a receiver than a tight end. Yeah, but this year, I, I think it's more. Like you, you have that too, mm-hmm. and that's not us. It's not going to be us. And then there's running back. And a long time ago, like 15 minutes ago, I was thinking like I made some sort of clickbait reference. I really do. I really do want to know like what every Bills fan that I end up in a conversation with here or anywhere. Like, what do you think of the idea of drafting a running back in the first round? I hate it. It would be written in blood on the walls in the field house to not do it. I would just have it you know, in the contract. Do not draft a running back. This team shouldn't draft one, I think, at all. I think you have enough competent options just that are flooding the market. It's, you know, I, for me people it's subjective and would disagree and they told me they did last year but like how many times did I say last year Duke Johnson is the best running back on the team maybe 50 I meant it I really meant it at least it's a discussion and to some I ended up talking to it was laughable it was at least a discussion for me he's an accomplished player and here is a guy on their roster who basically was benched all year and the continuing effort to draft somebody new who's better just don't think that's the way to go so um, hopefully this is the first year in a while where they just pass. No <laughs> no pun intended. They just pass on running back. We just don't – let's not do that. I think Devin Singletary returning is a decent idea. I think, I think it's worth pondering, worth considering, because he's a decent player, not incredible, not bad, and, you know, he, he, he knows who you are, you know who he is. There are going to be better players available, like in free agency or in the first couple rounds of the draft, and I just would very much hope that they resist that temptation and spend their assets other ways. So the draft isn't this weekend, but the combine is, and there'll be, you know, (laughs) laugh if you want. There'll be news, right? There'll be news. Who's going to run, who's not? Linemen come in, defensive linemen, linebackers go in first. It's like the first day, whatever that is, Thursday maybe, is those guys. Yep. And then as the quarterbacks are Saturday, mm-hmm. I know. Quarterbacks, running back, and wide receivers are Saturday. And I did see, and maybe it was from Brett Coleman, I did see a tweet right before we came on, I think it was Brett, perhaps it was Brett, who said, this is the one week, this <laughs> would be funny to talk about with Bulldog, this is the one week of the sort of the draft season where you can believe, where you can believe stuff. Because everybody's together, and they drink. I feel like most deals for the draft start here. It's it's like this week when yeah. all the GMs are together, everything. like It's just everything happens here, it feels like. That it's might, the Senior Bowl. That might be right, but it gets out. 
This is the what I'm saying is this is a week where stuff gets out because they're all together and reporters are all there. So um, maybe this is a week where you can actually believe what you read in terms of this this subject. All right. So today, Chad Dinaminesis, what should the Sabres do this week? The deadline is Friday. They are one point out, but they've won three straight, and it's interesting. Talk to Chad. Jeremy Kahn out of Baltimore on the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. We want to hit teams here as we go through the next couple of months, you know, talking about their rosters, their big stories. That's like quintessentially league-wide. It's the number one story perhaps right now is Lamar Jackson. So Jeremy Kahn from 106.7 in Baltimore. Sal at 5, and also Dan Leberfeld on the Jets late in the day. Maybe we'll hear from you. 803-0550 is the number. Want to get into the Sabres soon? Lots of different stuff uh, to talk about, lots of different things to talk about today, and I've done some bills here for you to get us started. All right, lines are open now. Mike Shope here, Bulldog is off this week. Thanks for listening to WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 